And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Yo, 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 and away we go. Well, that's the statement that my partner, Moro Ronaldo, always used a long time ago, but it is the Weighing In Podcast. Coming at you, talking about the fights that are coming up. We've got a UFC, a Bellator, the PFL Challenger Series. I even won. A lot of MMA going on there, my man. What's happening? John, where's where's uh, Bellator at? What do you mean, where's Bellator? That's ah, right. That's right. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm going to match you. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I love You're way going to ahead Ireland. of me on that one. I love going to Ireland. Ireland is our, it's like my second home when it comes to watching fights, man. I love <laughs> it. The crowd, the energy, and all. I just love it. So that's right. Give that little honorable mention to Ireland, especially when we out there in Dublin. Maybe, maybe we hit the little Jameson's. Uh, nah, we'll pass on <laughs> this time. <laughs> oh, but hey, I had to give a little love because I still got the glasses, and so do you, obviously. Yep. Well, uh, make sure you guys go to wayneinpodcast.com. You guys hit that wayneinpodcast.com. We've got a new site with some new merch for you guys up. You guys check it out, man. We've got we've got long sleeves, we've got hoodies, we've got crew necks, short sleeves. We've got them in all different colors as well, gray, black, white, uh, maroon. Coffee sure. cups, but we need the Yetis. Yeah, we do need to get the Yetis here. But the coffee cups are available as well there. Um, you know what? Check it all out, man. I'm I'm pumped for this. We got we got a bunch of stuff. John said you already you already bought a bunch of stuff. I'm a little jealous. I, did. I haven't I haven't got on yet and done it. I got to get some stuff for ourselves as well. But hey, go out there. There's no promo code. You guys don't have to worry about that anymore. But we are offering a discounted price up until March 1st. So this is your last week. Get in there. That's get why it in. I did it when I did it. Yeah, get in there. Get it while it's hot. Get it while it's fresh off the press. You guys See now, everyone. I, and I I don't again. I don't want to listen to the comments, but I know everyone's like, oh, you get it for free. No, I paid for it. Well, it's hard to listen to comments. You're actually supposed to read the comments, but whatever. Oh, that's true. <laughs> See, I told you. I don't. So that's why. I, now I figured it all out. You you can't read, so that's why you do. You can't. You don't ever read the comments. Yeah. Possibility. Oh, man. 80 years old. The glasses are not what they used to be. A little bit thicker, huh? Needed some thicker Coke bottles? <laughs> thicker? They don't make them thick enough anymore. Oh, man. man. All right, well, hey, but go to uh, WayneInPodcast.com, WayneInPodcast.com. Like I said, discounted rates are available right now We while we put this up. Up until March 1st, make sure you guys pick it up. And uh, we've got it all available. We've got crew necks, that's Dave's idea, crew neck sweaters, long sleeve <laughs> shirts. We have it in T-shirts. You've got, the like you said, the coffee mug. We're going to be looking to add more stuff on there as well, maybe some sweats and joggers and stuff like that. But... Uh, yeah, we're going to hit this up, and hopefully you guys enjoy it and uh, see what you guys like. Take a picture of what you guys purchase, and we will retweet, repost you was guys. It, was, that, was that the word purchase? purchase? Because I may not be able to read, but you can't speak. <laughs> I, just, I want everyone to understand. Somebody, and this is because I do read the comments. Someone <laughs> yesterday said, why is it when, uh, why, why, why is it that, like, it seems like John and Josh are just combing over all the other promotions? And I said, well, and I didn't, I didn't comment, but I was thinking in my mind. And it's funny. If, I wish people in the comment section before they talk trash, they read the rest of the other comments. Because a lot of people in the other comments go, 
you always know when there's a Bellator on Saturday or there's or there's like a, a UFC a Bellator and UFC on the same night or like they're back to back weekend that we very rarely will get them until Monday morning or Sunday night. They're like because of the traveling. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you guys, we will be in London. You guys got to pay attention. You were going to say London. We're going to be in Ireland. (laughs) We're going to be in Ireland. See the glasses? Ireland, okay? We don't get back until Saturday. I don't know what time I come back on Saturday. It should be about midday, though. Probably about like 4 or 5 in the afternoon. But by the time I do that, and then we watch uh, the UFC, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to tell. It depends on whatever time we get back. But hey, if the show is on Saturday night, yeah, you wouldn't get it till Monday. Well, we'll see. Maybe you guys will get it early Sunday morning. Well, see, we spoil you guys, man, with all this content. Totally. Man, and you know what? You know what's funny is when they yell at us on the comment section, because I read them, John. Read. See, read them. Right, is that right. when I when I read these comments, they're like, they forget that the material is free. <laughs> they're like yelling at oh, us, no, like, no. you guys didn't do this. You guys didn't do that. I'm like, hey. Hey, I got a lot of love for you guys in the comments, man. You guys are doing killing it. Keep it positive, guys. We're doing the best we can, you know? Hey, I got one for you here real All quick. All right. I, w- I want to put this out because this is nice when you get to actually see this. And I don't care what event it's for, but I had a guy, uh, Rich Thuma, who listens to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And he had put out a tweet saying, going to my first Bellator MMA fights this weekend because I listened to the real punk and John McCarthy on the way in. So I put a thing back to him. Hey, glad to hear you're going to the fights. Let me know what your experience was like. So we do get a response. And the response was, long story short, it was amazing. I've been watching MMA for a long time, but had no idea what I was missing from seeing Bellator live until I actually saw the live show. Bellator MMA does a phenomenal job putting on fights. Next time you guys are back in New England, I will be there for sure. That's awesome. I'm glad we have another convert coming to the show. Yeah, we do a bunch. Of, the thing is, like with Bellator, right? Like I've been to, I don't know, hundreds of UFC events, and I'm sure you've been to a lot. I've been, to, I've been to, <laughs> been a lot. yeah, I've been to a lot of UFC events. Um, uh, you know, for a while they were building up and doing a lot of good stuff in house. You know, when they started doing that whole compilation of people getting knocked out and rocked and clipped. You know, with the with the Irish music. With the who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, but then then they got a, like, they, I think they still do it. I haven't been to it one oh, yeah. in a while. They, they do it before I, every show, yeah. uh, just before the actual main event. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, main card. Yeah, they haven't added anything, though. And so, like, it's, like, not, I don't know, like, their in-house experience kind of got a little bit away from, like, the excitement of inside there. They play the music loud. They always have. Uh, it's, you know, but, like, what I lo- really like about what Bellator's doing is, for those of you guys that are not in-house, or you have not been in-house yet to a live event, they're doing a lot of cool stuff on the in-house events. So, like, things you don't see on TV is really cool. So, um, yeah, if you guys ever get an opportunity and a chance, I mean, there's some big fights coming up. You know, the one in San Jose yeah. is going to be freaking, freaking lit. Unbelievable. Like, that's going to be crazy. And that's just the the two co- two main events that are on there. You've got Corey Anderson and Nemkov, and you've got Patricio and AJ part two. But Pico's on that card. They're, they're trying to stack that card pretty damn high. So, I think well, they already have. Yeah, they already have, but I mean, like, what I'm, they're they're continuing to talk. I heard um, Adam Piccolotti is going to potentially be on there again, coming back. You know, Good for him. Get, he get needs a quick it. Turnaround. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, but look, let's get into these fight cards. Let's talk a little bit, Dave. What do you got? 
Alright, so just um, on Friday night, um, as well as Bellator, we do have PFL and one. So is there anything you guys want to touch on well, with these fight the cards? Well, the PFL is the Challenger Series, and, and I know the guys that are in the, the main, the rest of them, I really don't know that. Yeah. So I can talk about Michael Lilly. I can talk about Al Salawi. Seen him at Brave. He's a good fighter. He's, he's got talent. The real question when you look at him is, the level of talent that he's competed against comparatively. Michael Lilly, very tough. Tough dude, good stand-up game. He's got decent defensive wrestling. He doesn't really like to get to the ground that much, but he will. Uh, if you're going to beat him, it's usually going to be by decision because he is tough. Um, or you might get him in a submission, but this should be a, actually a really good fight. This should be a fight that is as competitive. And I know you're going to look and see the records, and and I know Michael is only like seven and six, and I yeah. don't know what Salawi is, uh, but it's got to be somewhere around, I don't know, probably sixteen and sixteen three. and three. Sixteen okay. and three. Yeah. I was going to say fifteen and a couple losses, but he's good. I yeah. don't. I will say that it could be the toughness of Michael Lilly that gives him problems, and the fact that he's not going to be able to just get rid of him. Yeah, and he's going to be in his face. So jo- should be it. Good matchup. Dave, scroll down a little bit for me, please. So they've got uh, Delano Taylor, uh, Mark Martin. Both of them are seven and one. Carlos Lee Miranda is sixteen and three. Sorry, fourteen and three. My eyes are bad. Socrates uh, Pierre <laughs> is twelve and six. Lucas Barboza two and one, and Thomas Oswald three and zero. Now they sound they sound like the, the records are in the right in the right. Going in the right direction. Yeah, right direction. Looks like they've got some talent on here, like some young talent they're trying to build. But if you scroll back up to the main event, Al Salawi <laughs> and Michael Kilt Lilly. Now, look, like you, John, you said, don't let the record yeah. fool you because, like you no. said, like Jason Jackson's fought Michael Lilly. You know, like yep. these are guys that are talented. It could, this could be a classic case of super tough, just doesn't really care who he fights and takes fights that he shouldn't take. That yes. could just be, and we've seen, and I talked about this a little bit on the last show. You've got to like guide your career in the right direction, you know, and make sure that you're, look, you, you know what you're good at. Don't just let your ego get the best of you and take fights you shouldn't take. All of that being said, to go back to the PFL, and what I'm talking about is oh, the point that I'm trying to get to, sorry guys, is that <laughs> you, if you have these young, talented fighters on here that you're trying to build, Put a good main event on there. I'm not saying that this fight won't be a good main event, but give give the crowds two guys from your main show, from your tournament style show. That hey, this is something you guys should that tune they into, recognize that they recognize. Yeah, I just I think if like that was the one thing that I'm not like I'm not going back to the Strike Force where it's like oh all about Strike Force, but I'm saying that's the one thing they did really well with their Challenger series. They had a bunch of like relatively unknowns, but people that were championing other organizations, but they always headlined it with somebody that was that the two people that were good names you know or had pretty pretty big names or they had a relatively unknown guy that was a champion in like other organizations fighting one of their well-known fighters because that's how good that fighter was and should have been up there anyways so that's the only thing i i would like to see out of this you know out, out of these challenger series for uh not bellator but for PFL. Um, for pfl i mean yeah. it would make a lot of sense you know um I like the idea of what they're doing, man. This is what Bellator or was what Strike Force did. Jesus, man, I'm all over the board tonight. <laughs> this is what Strike Force did. This is what happens at four in the morning. Yeah, this is what happens yeah, at four in the morning. So but hey, this is what it is. Um yeah. You know, the yeah. real the real thing to say though, and this is 
all these guys, mm-hmm. all eight fighters, because there's four fights. Mm-hmm. And people need to understand, look, this is an audition for them. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the way to look at this. You are auditioning because this is your opportunity to get onto one of the bigger shows. This is your opportunity to show the PFL exactly how you fight, what you're capable of, how tough you are at times, how skilled you are, whatever it is. This is a audition and man, you need to take it as a fan. Usually that works for you if they take it that way, because they're giving you everything they got. Yeah. They're putting it all out there. So this could be actually, you know, some good fights that you get to see. I agree. Let's uh, let's get into one a little bit. There's a couple names in there that we recognize. Go ahead, John. The the first one. Come on. DeRitter is a fucking monster on the ground. That dude is a stud. He's tough as hell. So that main event that they have, I've seen Abasov fight before. He Mm -hmm. is, you know, look, uh, coming from where he comes from and everything, he's tough. You know he's got he's got good grappling, but I don't know if he's going to be able to stop what DeRitter does. As far as DeRitter is just a guy that's got a gas tank, he can go, and man, he's good. This uh, he's a two division champion. You know he beat some good fucking guys. He's a he stud. beat Hong Song Long, I think is how you say yep. his name. Yeah, he yeah, beat him for the title. I mean, yep. and it's just he's he's talented. I agree with you. Like he's 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 got good cardio. He pushes the pace. Once he gets the takedown, you're pretty much stuck. I mean, he's one of those guys that will grind you out. Now, the one thing I'll say is that there's not a ton of striking going on on the ground. He's got to be a little more. He's got to open up a little bit more. I agree with you. He will threaten. He will threaten the striking, but he's got to open up a little bit more uh, to to force the positions. I think you know um, to make them move more to to get to get to the finishes. So, but overall, he's a fantastic fighter. Fantastic fighter. Tough dude. Yeah, a lot of skill, so scroll uh, down. <clears throat> There's a couple people we're gonna give some honorable mentions to that are on the prelims. So Ong Long Song, I can't. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm horrible at this. Uh against Vitali Badash, Big Dash. And look, Ong is the former champion. He was the former champion at heavyweight and uh, at uh, 205. You know, I think he needed to go back to the well a little bit and reinvent himself. I also think that he kind of was going through some, I don't want to say contract issues, but he was, something was going on during the COVID situation where he was having a, he was having a little bit of a a time with, I think one. And a lot of a lot of fighters were because Singapore was one of the most locked down places in the, in the world, you know, when it came to the COVID situation and to get in the requirements, all that stuff. Now they do shows elsewhere, but I, I can't recall to be honest if they were able to do shows anywhere else, but Singapore during that time, um, because majority of the places they did them was in Asia. So where they would do it in Kuala Lumpur, they would do it in Manila, they would do it in uh, Beijing, uh, Shanghai, wherever it is that they could do it. You know, that most of those locations were locked down pretty bad. So um, I'd, be, I'd like to see him stay a little bit more active. I know that, you know, him fighting in, in two weight classes, like John, we were, we've talked about this before. It's almost like fighting in not not quite as bad as fighting in two sports, but your weight <laughs> going up and down. And we, we said that to Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader was a heavyweight champ. Then he was a 205 champ. We're like, what are you doing? Just stay at one weight class you feel the best at. Now he's back yep. at heavyweight. He looked way better at heavyweight than he ever did yes, at 205. Did. Ever did yes, at 205. And so um, I think he's always had a problem. You know, guys like Bader and have always had problems with the speed. 
you know, guys that are fast. <clears throat> and him going up to heavyweight, didn't have to really worry about that. He's a more explosive fighter, and it worked for him. Now, um, Ong just needs to just, I think, stay, pick a weight class, stay at it. And if he does, I think he'll be able to stay successful. I like him a lot. He's a super nice guy. If you guys have ever got a chance to talk to him, and he walks past, like, just grab him and say hi. He's such a nice guy. Also have David Branch fighting in this card. Mm -hmm. David was the two-division champion from the World Series of Fighting, which is now the PFL. Mm -hmm. So he had, the, I believe, the middleweight and the light heavyweight belt. You know, it's getting a little bit older. Let's just be honest. I'm not going to sit there and say he had a, had a little stint in the UFC. Took you know, took some uh, hard losses. Had a hard loss against like Luke Rockhold and things. But look, he can still fight. He's fighting a guy, Leandro Atidas, who's good on the ground. But so is David Branch. Mm -hmm. uh, Leandro's pretty smooth in the stand up. But I, don't, I think David's got a, a good chance of walking away with a win on this one. This is a this is a good fight for him, but. He needs this kind of fight, in my opinion, to mm. get to that where he's feeling and, and looking good. And then I'm going to give a little honorable mention to Yuri Simone's. He's, yeah. look, he's just a teammate of mine. I'm going to be a little biased, as much as you guys know. I don't know anything about his, his uh, the guy he's fighting either. The guy he's fighting is 7-0, and oh, and Yuri is 0-1. Oh now, Yuri is That's not strictly, good. <laughs> no, Yuri is strictly <laughs> jiu-jitsu. His striking has come a long way, but it's not at the level of, like, a guy who is 7-0. Now, maybe this guy is 7-0 is just strictly wrestling. Like I said, I don't know anything about him. Um, Yuri is one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. Like, when I talk about I put him right there in that Marcus Buchecha, Andre Goval, kind of like in He's that good. mix. He's really good. Phenomenal. <clears throat> but his stand-up has been horrible. It's, yeah, his stand-up is, is not. But I'm it's just, come a long way, John. I'm not but, saying it hasn't. But when it, his first, you look and you go. Oh, yeah. It's going yeah. back in time, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm it sorry. is. It is. It's it's come a long way. But here's the thing: you can really get, look good on the mitts. You can really look good on the bag. <clears throat> yeah, you can kind of look good and sparring with people you train with. But when the fight happens, <clears throat> the real fight, and you get cracked, you got for little, real? you get little gloves on. You get cracked. You say you get you get cracked for real. It changes things. It, it changes yeah. the way you think. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I think that. His thing is he he's got good cardio. He's always in shape. You know he's 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 dieted down. I think he's, this is probably at two hundred five. Yeah, light heavyweight. Yeah, he's uh he's lost a lot of weight. He's fight a heavyweight. You said compete at heavyweight. I mean, yeah. and so now he's up. He's down to two hundred five. He's he's good, man, on the ground. He's really oh, good. So no, I, there's I, no question about his ground. I kind of like what they're doing. They've got they signed uh, Gore, um, Gordon Ryan. And they signed um, Yuri Simone. They signed Marcus Buchecha. They've got a lot of good, good jiu-jitsu guys. They've got uh, Gary Tonin, I believe, is with them as well. So they've got all these guys that are on their roster that are just a really talented jiu-jitsu guys. They must be paying the shit out of these guys, John. <laughs> you know? I'm like, damn. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good fighters on there that um, in, in one that are really good grapplers that just need to work on their striking, so. But good luck to the one uh, promotion. Really? Really? <clears throat> really. Wow. For those of you guys not watching, I just yawned. Four in the morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Bellator 275. We're going to Ireland. Let's talk about it real quick. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> real quick. Uh, all right. Let's go. Look at 
the main event is a good one. Anytime you get a chance to see Gegard Mousasi, you're crazy if you don't watch. This guy is one of the best fighters of all time, no doubt. He is just, take a look at the record, 48 wins, seven losses, two draws, and we're talking that's against anybody. He fought heavyweight. He's fought light heavyweight. He's been a champion at light heavyweight. He's the champion at middleweight. The guy is a phenomenal MMA fighter. His stand-up is clean, crisp. Look at what he did to Rory McDonald on the feet when he fought Rory. I mean, he made Rory look like Rory had never freaking sparred before. His jab fucking lit him up. He was way faster, which was, you know, Rory coming up in weight from welterweight. You wouldn't think the speed was going to be in uh, Gegard's corner. It was. His ground game is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, Rafael Lovato Jr. is as good a, of a jiu-jitsu practitioner as you will find. And he, he was shocked by how good Gegard was on the ground. Mm-hmm. He thought, he goes, I, I thought I would just dominate him. He goes, man, that guy is, I couldn't get things. I could, I, you know, I, I would be looking for something, think I have it, and all of a sudden, nope. You know, he said, so Austin, tough, great wrestling, very strong. Very strong. You know, trains with a bunch of killers. Is really confident right now. Has never been beaten. He's going up against the very best fighter he has ever faced. And the problem for him is going to be this. Five rounds. He's got to make this thing happen for five rounds because he's going to have a hard time getting rid of Gegard. People don't get rid of Gegard. Mm. You know, it's the very rare person that has been able to, you know, hurt Gegard and get rid of him. You know, you can go back a long time. Hall did it when... Uh, you know, Gegard was just lighting him up and hit him with a spinning kick and ended up with the, the, the big win. You know, mm-hmm. Then he got rematched, turned out for Gegard. You know, but Austin has got the ability to try to keep this fight where he wants on the feet. He's not as slick as Gegard, and he's not going to be as good. He may have power, but technique-wise, Gegard's just way more technical uh, he's going to be very hard for Austin to hit. Can he take him to the ground? Yes, he can. And many guys have, and they find out when they go to the ground with him, hell, I can't, I can't touch him. And then he ends up reversing the position and things get really bad for him. So Austin's in for a tough one, you know, 11, no record. That is phenomenal. This is by far his toughest fight. Yeah. You said the right thing there, John, <clears throat> he's going to have a hard time hitting him on the feet. Gegard is one of the best at being just right outside your range. Okay. And then on top of that, what he's going to make you miss, he's going to make you pay. So as you reach and as you reach and you miss, he's going to make you pay right after that. He's going to either hit you with a knee, a kick, some sort of jab, hit you with a quick combination and circle off. He's very good at keeping his back off the fence. Also, too, when you shoot on him and let's say you do get the takedown, he's good at putting his back to the fence and kind of getting himself back up. Hotfield Lovato Jr. talked about that a lot, saying, man, I, I had him down several times. He was able to kind of wiggle himself back up to his feet. I had to keep taking him down. If you look at that fight, Lovato Jr. was dominating the first two rounds, but in that third round, he got exhausted. And he got freaking worked. He got worked, and that was my next transition. What you don't want to be is underneath Gegard Musasi. If you are underneath him, his ground and pound and his hip pressure, he's got that big dick energy. And, like, he just brings the <laughs> hip pressure. He gets on top. You look at guys like um, Cavallo, when he, uh, Cavallo, whatever his name is, he, he won, you know, uh, he won the title from. 
He just dominated, got the takedown, got to the top position, just dominated yeah. the top position. He's, you see him on top of uh, guys like Lovato Jr. He had a hard time with um, getting out from underneath Lovato Jr. But what Lovato Jr. was talking about, and I read a couple of the things and I talked to him a little bit about it as well, is that Gegard has a really good hook. He's got like that hook sweep, like that, yeah. that little bit of that uh, TK guard. So he's got the butterfly guard. And he just can't seem to get past that one hook. Like you think you're past, but you're not. He puts you back in, and then he does. If he can do that to Lovato Jr., yes. he's gonna be able to do that to to Austin Vanderford. Now Austin's got to make sure that he doesn't. He's gonna go ahead and open up a little bit, but he's got to make sure he doesn't leave himself out of position. Because like you said, and I, we both said this, you don't want to end up on on bottom because that hip pressure, that ground and pound. You go back and you guys watch the end of the third round against Lovato Jr., that was nasty. And it's happened to countless people. Don't forget that Gegard's fought heavyweights, okay? Doesn't he have a win over Mark Hunt? Oh, yeah. He's got a win over Mark Hunt. He's fought at 205. He's fought some really tough guys at 205. He's a strike force champion, champion, champion at 205. Dream champion at 205. You know, is oh, that's right. I forgot. He's the dream champion at 205 as well. And middleweight. The the middleweight uh, middleweight champion at, at dream also? Maybe it was just middleweight. I could be okay. wrong. Yeah. Then he's the the one eighty five uh, pound champ at Bellator. Look, he he's good. He's been good everywhere he's gone. I mean, he is getting a little bit older in age at thirty six, but he has that Fedor esque about him. Kind of that he, he's got that stoic personality. It just kind of comes in, doesn't show too much, doesn't doesn't show a lot of energy. That's what we call big dick energy, and he just comes out there and puts it on you, man. That Fedor that Fedor type stuff, you know, and he's talented, he's good, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give the edge to Austin, but I'm gonna say that the condition and the cardio, Austin will be able to wrestle for five rounds. We saw it against Fabian Edwards in the three round fight, but he'll be able to wrestle. Now it may get a little sloppy at times. <laughs> he's got to be careful though, because he sometimes lunges in so much with his punches that he just shoots from that distance, and he's got to be careful he don't get hit with a big shot. The knees up the middle, the uppercuts, or even the wrestling and the snap downs and the takedown defense that Gegard has, it's all there. But Austin's one way of winning this fight, which I believe, is for him to get this takedown. And when he gets his takedown, he's got to let it loose on the on the elbows and the, and the striking because he can't afford to just keep playing it safe down there. Gegard does have a tendency to get tired and slow down as the fight goes on, as he did against Lovato Jr. But the thing is, though, he's always there. He's always there. He's always in that range. Of... That's because of his experience and who he is. Yeah. Man. I mean, let's just be honest. You're right. I agree with you. Austin, first off, he can't. He cannot end up underneath. No. That is, you know, even if you've got to, you know, take a chance in getting yourself up, you got to get up. You cannot stay there. But with uh, when you're in the top position, if you're Vanderford, you have got to do damage because the more damage you do to him, the more he does tend to tire and slow down in what he's doing, and that's going to be your difference maker. If you don't, if you go and you get on top of him and you just control, and you don't and you don't do damage, he's going to come out in the second round. That takedown that worked for you in the first one is not going to work for you in the second. He's great at adjustments, and things are going to start to go downhill. Yeah, yeah. I, I want this to be a good fight. Oh, I so really I. do. You know, um, I think it will be. I think <clears throat> I've been very impressed with everything that Austin has done. You know, because he's come in, he's 
he's gone against good talent. He's gone against in the beginning. Eh, they gave him a couple fights, and then they started putting you know better talent against him. He's handled it all well. He handles when he gets hurt well. Uh, you know, he's been cut big. Doesn't let it affect him. He just keeps moving forward. And his physical strength, he's a strong some bitch. Yeah. You know, he can manhandle guys. And because he, he used to fight at 170. Yeah. You know, and we, and I, again, we, talk, we talked to him. He said, Why are you trying to kill yourself to get down there? You're physically, as far as his structure, it's not that he's so big as far as, you know, his frame, but the muscle mass that he carries, he's got a lot. And, that's part of what makes him who he is, you know, that power, that explosiveness. And so don't take away from it. The speed will actually increase going up into that 185. The strength will still be there. And, you know, I think he's been performing better at the 185 than he was at the 170. So Yeah, he's barrel-chested. He's got, he's got good cardio. Oh, he's, man. He's strong he's thick as everywhere. Heck. Yeah, he's... <laughs> Okay, I'm not. First off, you, you see, you're going back to your big dick energy. <laughs> oh, big dick energy. That's great. Oh man, look. Overall, I think it's going to be a fun fight. Style, contra- contrast, that type of thing. So it should be a good fight. Uh, scroll down a little bit there, Dave. Lee McCourt against Sinead Kavanaugh. Like Sinead's coming off of a uh, a loss that she really thought she was going to get a win against Chris Cyborg. It didn't happen before. She got her orbital broken, I believe, in that. Mm-hmm. Fight, but she's healed up. Lima Court undefeated, but in my opinion, you got to swap. What she's six and one. I'm sorry, not undefeated. Six and one for Lee Court, uh, Lima Court. But and she's this is like almost like a teammate. It's a weird situation because yeah. they both, but they 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 train at different SBGs. Mm-hmm. So uh, the one thing that you know, you Sinead goes out there and she will throw. Now mm-hmm. McCourt on the ground is better. Kavanaugh on her feet is better. This is going to be who gets the fight or who keeps the fight where they need it to be. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Leah McCourt. She's a sweetheart, but it really comes down to she's got to get this fight to the ground. If she doesn't get this fight to the ground, it's not going to be a good night for her. Sinead Kavanaugh is coming off that loss to Cyborg, but the thing is, though, is that she's going to come out and try to like stamp her name back into the Ireland scene and just be like, hey, yep. just because I lost, I'm I'm here still. And so it's gonna be one of those fights where Leah's gotta get to the clinch, try to use her judo to get it to the ground, which she's got good judo, she's got good hip tosses. But when she does these throws though, she sometimes leaves herself out of position. And that scares me a little bit as well. But she's got she's got the long limbs, you know, for you know, for someone who fights at featherweight, she seems pretty tall and long for, and lanky the way that she fights. You she's know, she's got good triangles, good arm bars, but she also sometimes will hold on to the submission a little bit too long and leave herself out of position after that, and that's not what she wants to do. She doesn't want to end up back into a scramble or getting, you know, or back onto the feet. If she gets this takedown, she's got to keep Sinead down on the ground. You know, but Sinead's she's tough, man. She's a dog. She's going to take a couple of shots to give a shot. And she did that against Cyborg. She delivered some big shots against Cyborg. Yeah. She clipped Cyborg. Oh, yeah, Just Cyborg did. got there a little bit faster on the third shot, you know, and that's really what it came down to. Leah's got her hands full. This is going to be definitely her toughest task to date. Yeah. Siren Clark going against Tankara. Good fight. Clark is very – I really like that he stays with where he is strong. This mm-hmm. kid, can he can roll. His, his jiu-jitsu is good. He's got a great submission game. He's tough as hell, so – that's a great fight, but the one I'm looking forward to is going to be 
Kassan, Magomed Sharapov, the brother, the younger brother of Zabit, Magomed Sharapov. That, that's a good fight. I've watched Jose Sanchez fight. Uh, he's got an 11-1 and one record. He's tough. He's good. 10-1. What's that? 10-1. No, he's 11-1. and one. He's 11-1. and one. Who's Yeah. It? I've got his record. I've already, because I've already done work on him. I don't care what that says. Okay. He's 11-1. <laughs> <and one. laughs> uh, but he, uh. Sorry, John. No, sorry. You know, it's um, he's good. I don't think he can handle everything that Kassan brings, though. You know, it's that full game that you look at that they have, and and Kassan is very much like Zabit, tall, long, lanky, as you like mm-hmm. to say, and a good wrestler, and a good submission guy, and a good stand-up fighter. There's not a whole lot of room for you to to catch this guy in an area where he's not solid. Kassan is good. <clears throat> he will mix this thing up every which way. He, when you get comfortable on the feet, he'll throw something to get you to the ground. When you're comfortable on the ground, he'll back out and he'll just start letting it go on the feet. Yep. He'll keep you guessing the whole time. He's a, he's a lot like his brother. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with him, I think, his first fight in Bellator, but his second fight, he really took me by surprise. He had some <laughs> good stuff, I think, in that first fight. But it was like okay, I was I was expecting. But he, how young is he? What like he's like twenty two? He's really young. he's a baby, I believe. Yeah. Click on Kassan. I think he's like twenty two, maybe. Maybe he's older. Kassan, up up. Uh, I, I was thinking twenty three, twenty four. Obviously, you weren't you following go, along. My God, you've gone to every name but his, oh. Dave. There you go. Oh, because I was Holy looking for the last Jesus, name. Jesus, your whole job name. is to take a take a mouse Jeez. and hit something. He's 21. Josh needs to learn. 21. 21. <laughs> 21 years of age. Yep. Right, we yeah. got a bunch of them. There's a yep. bunch in Bellator. It's amazing. You look and you go, oh my God, he's a baby. But Yeah. Yep. Makes me feel old. Yeah, he's 6-0. Oh, you know why? Very tough. Because you yeah. are. Yes, this is true. <laughs> he's 6-0. I mean, he's got two KOs slash, K, you know, three submissions, one decision. I mean, he's a finisher. At 6-0, and he's got several finishes. He's good, man. He's just good all the way around. And they take care of themselves. They always try to add new tools. You'll see something new every time. And the more comfortable he gets in that Bellator cage, the more we're going to see out of him. Yep. So I'm pumped for that. Next but the one that is the car, the one that I'm looking forward to, it's the one that starts the card. Brian Moore, who I call the Irish Canelo. He's got just very good stand-up. When he's rolling, he's tough to beat, but he's going against Jornel Lugo, who is the next evolution. Jornel's a guy, he can do it all, man, and he's slick. You talk about getting out of range, having someone think that they can touch you and just slipping out of range, and as that strike reaches its it's just crescendo, it's just yeah, it's a half Big inch word, from you, buddy. and, and he, steps, he steps forward and blasts his opponent. His counters are beautiful. His footwork is beautiful. This guy is like watching a, a high-level dancer inside of the cage, man. He is smooth. He is good. I love watching Lugo fight. Yeah, when I hit my crescendo, too, though, I... I yeah, I, your I, crescendos I, are completely I, different, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't say enough about Jornel Lugo. He's talented. He's fast. He's athletic. He's He's got good stand-up. He's not bad on the ground. He's got great transitions. He's good. He's just good everywhere. You know, he mixes it up very, very well. And he, every fight, he gets a little bit better, and that's what you want to see from your young talent. Brian Moore, he's he's just as good. 
I'm saying, but he's got, he's got good takedown defense. He's got good boxing. We talk about it all the time. It's boxing. But in terms of the tools that which Jornel Lugo is going to use, all of the weapons and the tools, Brian Moore tends to stick in that boxing range, try to yep. stuff the takedowns, and doesn't try to get outside that box. You yeah. know, the kicking sometimes is there, but he doesn't kick as much as he could or should. You know, he just relies strictly on his hands. And sometimes we've seen him just chasing after people, trying to land the boxing shot. Well, mix it up. Maybe throw in a takedown at you or attempt a takedown attempt. Make them think about other things. Sometimes you get stuck in that rut chasing them around. So yeah. he's going to have a hard time uh, catching Jornel Lugo. Yeah. Anything on the prelims that you're looking at? I mean, Charlie's a zombie Leary. Oh, he's know? a zombie, dude. But that's he's a great a fight because Davey yeah. Gallon, Gallon is if you're American, Davey Gallon, this guy is – He's really come into his own. He's the guy that had the big rolling thunder knockout against Ross Pearson, if you remember. Yes, I, mean, I do. Just starched him with it. And he's come into Bellator. He's had several very good good fights, good wins. He's fighting tough people. And we know that Charlie is, as we say, a zombie. He just keeps coming forward. He takes shots to give shots. There is no quit in him. So I think that's going to be a good matchup, one to watch. That uh, both guys, talented by, you know, Gaon and just tough as nails with Charles Leary. So, well, we're gonna see how this all plays out. I mean, but um, yeah, that'll wrap up. Char Chad Charles Leary's gonna just keep walking forward. Oh yeah, he's gonna take some shots in the first round. He's gonna look like he's probably out of the fight, and then the second and third round, he's probably gonna finish him. <laughs> That's kind of like Charlie Leary's mo. He just Keeps walking them down, walking. I'm trying to think of other fighters that were like that. Scott. Oh Smith. my God, there's a ton of guys. Um, you know, the, the, Scott Smith. Tony Lopez. The, do, you, do you remember yes. Tony Lopez? Holy cow! I haven't heard that name in a long time. God, there was, I mean, it's so many fights. Yeah. Uh, Tony Lopez was just a guy, man. He would take shots and just keep coming forward, and eventually just wear his opponent down after taking hellacious shots and just he wear him out, and beat him down. Yep. yep, Tony the Kryptonite Lopez. Look at that um, record, sixty-four and thirty-three. Yep, he's had almost a hundred fights and won no contest. I remember contest. him. He fought Trevor Prangley. Yeah, yeah. I think Trevor subbed him. <clears throat> he might have. Maybe went the distance, but I think Trevor. And I'll tell you what. That, that that dude has fought. He fought at heavyweight, light heavyweight, middleweight. He would fight anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think Trevor fought him at heavyweight. Trevor's like, eh, but then we showed up and we didn't. Trevor didn't know it was a five round fight. That's happened a couple <laughs> times to Trevor. That's happened a couple times to Trevor. I'm like, Come it's on. kind of saying something when it happens more than once. Yeah, yeah. It may not be the promoter screwing Trevor. It just may be that Trevor doesn't listen. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor doesn't pay attention to the details. He's like, oh, the contract I signed. Oh shit, it did say five. Oh shit. Um, all right, Dave. Well, hey, let's get into some UFC. Let's go. Let's look at that. We're gonna argue about this one. <laughs> There's nothing to argue about. You're right. There isn't. He's not. He's not. So you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we know how confident you are in that statement, coward. Look, John. John, you know as well as no, I know, no, and no, you, I no, know. No, stop no. doing it. Stop doing it just <laughs> for our show, okay? Stop trying to put me on the spot because everyone knows I don't bet on my friends. Uh, I've made it very clear I do not bet on my quit friends. Quit making excuses. I don't bet on Dude, my friends, man. Weak. It's bad luck. 
Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. MyBookie.ag using that promo code Wayne in. John and I had some good selections last week and the weekend before when the Super Bowl was around. We are coming in hot as always. We've got a lot of as good. Always. We've got a lot of good fights that are coming up. You guys got to listen to us. Take our advice. We can make you some money at MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code Wayne in. And I'm just gonna be honest. John and I have been on point. So you've got not just those fights, though. I know you take our advice for fights, but take our advice on a little bit of other things. John's been around for almost 80 years. I'm telling you guys right now. He understands <laughs> the sport of football, sport of basketball, sport of tennis, water polo, all of these things that you can bet on. Big John is one of those guys. He's been around since the conception of these sports. So he understands how to bet on them. He knows what to do. Go to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code weighing in telling you guys right now you guys will be happy there's a little qr code right over there the big dave's or big dave big john big, big dave now podcast dave podcast dave <laughs> is gonna put up there's a qr code right over there you guys click that link that'll give you a little extra spending cash for your first initial buy-in remember what i just said i said your first initial buy-in will get you a little extra spending cash if you use that qr code use our promo code weighing in i'm telling you guys right now we can make you guys some money. So go to mybookie.ag, use that promo code weighing in. Is it bad juju? No. It is bad juju. <laughs> there's just no way of looking. Of, there's no way. If I was to bet on Islam, something bad would happen. I don't bet on my friends, man. I just, I've learned this over the years. I've actually had people call and say, hey, will you place a bet for me? Like on one of my friends? I'm like, no. No, yeah, I had no. I had some friends call me from you know from San Jose when I was in Vegas. My Kyle was fighting, and someone's like, "Hey, I want to bet on so and so to beat my Kyle." I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I ain't doing it, man. Nope, that ain't me. I don't bet on my friend. I don't bet against my friends. I don't bet on my friends. I don't do either one of them. As much as I was, like, there was a moment there where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, oh, I am gonna take this bet, John. And then I'm like, ah, Josh, you'd just be cursing him right now if you did. <laughs> so, um. Look, you guys, uh, I look, I read the comments. I, I I read all you salty people in the comments talking to me like, oh, because Bobby. Beat so what they say, what they say th- that I lost to Bobby, that I'm salty and this. And oh, like, yeah, oh okay. my God. You're a hater now. I like that. I'm not a hater. <laughs> no, if you guys Bobby go Green back lover, and listen, to, I'm a Bobby Green lover, man. I mean, like, I don't want to get too much into it because then, you know, it's well, you, a little strange. Whatever. But, it's okay. Yeah. Look, lips are lips and hips are hips. It doesn't matter, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. That was pretty good. Jeez, John, we got to get to your own comedy show. <laughs> this is great. No, Bobby Green's absolutely amazing. He's great on the feet. He's the only guy in the sport that does the Mayweather tuck and roll with the shoulders and does it effectively. You know, other people have tried and normally ends to being knocked out. This kid is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And and look, I'm not going to even to I won't even John, I won't even go in to tune Islam's horn about how good he is and this and that. Look, everyone knows how I feel about him. You know, he's, he's, he's a super talented. We know that. But people underestimate his stand-up. They're like, oh, they look at the one fight that he lost. I'm like, oh, he's got a, he's chinny or, you know, or like his stand-up's not that good. His stand-up's really good. He's southpaw no, stance. His stand-up's would, good. His kicks are fast. I would never say fast. it's not. <clears throat> I was I went into the comment sections and uh, uh, it was everyone's like, oh, Bobby's going to piece him up on the feet. I even read Dave. Can you pull this up? Michael Bisbing said something about like, I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby Green puts it on him. Yeah, hold on. I'll well, just, like, hold, OK, hold on. Let's just be honest. Michael, mm-hmm. he's got to try to build the fight. He works. For yes, the he does. And so I understand why he's doing that. That's OK. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you no. got a last minute replacement. You got a yes. last minute replacement. He's got to sell it to the crowd. He's got to sell yeah. it to his audience that hey, okay. you should still watch this fight. Yeah, I agree. He, I think you should still watch this. Fight. You I'm should. Not it's going to be a fun but, fight. But it will, the def- at home. it will definitely go past a round and a half. <laughs> put that in there. Oh man! As much as I would love to bet you, I just can't. I don't bet against my friend. I don't bet with. I don't bet for my friends either. I still bet on my friends. <clears throat> Everyone's like, "Oh, you're scared." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm yeah. scared." I might jinx him. That's what I'm put scared. Put that of. juju, <laughs> the bad juju. Yeah. I believe in it. But Bobby Green is extremely talented. He's got fast hips. He's got good wrestling. He's got <clears throat> the way his striking is set up. He fights. He fights good wrestlers in a very good way because the reason why is that he the way he he blades himself, the way he stands off, the way he shoulder rolls, like you said, his hands are down, so it makes it easier for him to lift and get the underhooks. I just, for me, it's the strength. It's the strength factor in that position. I've seen these guys when they lash themselves on a single leg, they just suck it up and they're able to dump you. How many times have you seen Khabib? How many times have you seen? Islam shoot a bad shot and they still get the takedown. And that's kind of where I'm at in this situation where I don't, it's not that I think Bobby green is not talented or Bobby green can't hang. I think Bobby green can hang just fine. I just think when it comes down to like, once he grabs a hold of that leg, he's going to go for a ride. Now, can he get up after that? Bobby's Bobby's extremely talented. He's very, you know, like He's slippery he, on the ground. Yeah, he's slippery on the ground. I want to say like without saying sound like he was cheating or something. But no, he's he's very elusive in terms of being able to get up back to the fence and be able to get back up. <clears throat> but we've seen not just against not just Khabib and Islam. We've seen a lot of these Dagestan style fighters and these Dagestan. Once you get taken down, a lot of them have the type of control that you just can't get up from. And I'm not here to toot, you know, the you know, Khabib and and Islam's horn. It's just, it really oh, comes yeah, out. All Dagestan, all <laughs> Dagestan fighters have this thing, John. You know that. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but, but but you're still going to be wrong. <laughs> Look, this, this is my point. There's no doubt in my mind that if they get into clinching situations up against the cage, I think Bobby's at a deficit against Islam. He's at a deficit because Islam's got some really beautiful, sweet... His, his inside and outside trips, his sweeps with his feet, just the way that he'll upset your balance and then bring you backside, he's slick, super slick. On the outside shooting in, that is not a good way for Islam to get Bobby down. He's going to have a, nothing but trouble. And he could eat shots doing that. So I look at it that each guy has their things. I know that Islam is good in the stand-up, but he is half, and I mean this, half as confident in his stand-up as he is in his ground. He's also half as confident in his stand-up as Bobby Green is in his. Bobby believes in his stand-up. Bobby will fight anybody. And when you're fighting guys like, you know, Fazeev, Fazeev, and you're standing with them the entire time, never even trying takedowns. Venata. Okay, all of that tells you how confident Bobby is in the stand-up. He's good. And I, I... absolutely know how good islam is but this is not an easy fight for islam a lot of people are saying oh he got an easy one compared to what he was going to fight because he was going to fight rda and that was going to be the fight that i'm sorry i'm sorry dariush and that was going to be the fight dariush is a completely different fighter than bobby green he has been put in with a guy that man he's got to change his entire thing as far as 
how he's going to approach this fight. This is not an easy switch for Islam. I know that Islam and his coaches believe, you know, hey, we've, we've got this, and they should, but it's not going to be an easy fight, and it will definitely, definitely go past a round and a half, which was what I was trying to bet you on, and it's okay that you don't bet me, but this fight's going to go a ways. It's going to be tough. I, I love Islam, but he's been in with guys that are not as good as Bobby Green, and they've gone a lot longer than the round and a half. I think Islam is the favorite, no doubt about it. But Bobby Green could pull an upset in this. He could. Now, the biggest difference is he's got to keep piecing Islam up for five rounds because I don't think his power is enough to put Islam out. I just don't. I think Islam will be there the entire time, and that's five rounds of having to stay away from the grappling and the top pressure and submission game of Islam. Not easy to do. The one thing that concerns me, <clears throat> this is the biggest thing that concerns me with Bobby Green, is that when he strikes, he tends to like slide off, turn the corners and slide off line. He never he doesn't stay directly in front of you. That's so true. If, if Islam thinks that he is going to just throw shots coming in straight, that and that that Bobby Green's going to be there. You're yeah, not he's gonna not going to be there. Like Bobby Green's going to try to roll underneath the the combination and try to come out on the side like a boxer. Yep. And I, but I think that Islam may have a little bit of a hard time with that at first. And then I think when they come back to the corner that they may fix it. But can will that have an effect in the first round when they're still kind of fresh and Bobby still has that type of power before a first takedown? Will that be effective? I just think that Islam's going to be able to with the strength. He's going to be able to lift him, take him, whether it's a body lock or whether he shoots in on a single leg. I've seen him not, I've seen him, we've seen him in fights, shoot not great shots and just suck them up, lift and take down, you know? And if he sucks you up, doesn't mean that you got to lift and take down. He can suck you up, go right to the body lock. Use that single leg to get to the body lock and then the, the takedown happens. Um, It's, it, look, it makes for an interesting fight, to be honest. Coming in on short notice, a different style of contrast. When people take the Dariush fight, Dariush leaves himself out of position all the time. Bobby Green does not. Bobby Green no. slowly walks you down and rolls on the shoulders and keeps his hands down so he looks like he's out of position. But he's not out of position. He's no, ready he's to defend. There. Yep. He's ready to defend with the one hand down and the right hand up. So if you try to head kick him on that side, he's he's always ready. He doesn't really leave himself out of position. Dariush will fight reckless abandonment, leave himself yes. out of position all the time. Absolutely. And that makes it easier for guys like Islam to get in on the body lock and get the takedown or to, you know, to hit you with to hit a double leg or a single leg and lift and take you down or even hit you with some sort of combination. He leaves himself out of position all the time. Bobby Green will walk you down with tight technique. I just think that the, the strength factor will be a will the strength will be a big factor in this fight once they start locking horns and yeah. getting in the mix. I you know, I know a lot of people are gonna be, you know, here see I don't read the comments, but I'm sure in the comments it'll be, you know, oh, he's got power. He knocked out, you know, Iaquinta. I don't think Al was the raging Al of the past and wasn't quite prepared for that fight. He did knock him out. Well, he, he knocked him down and then got ground and pound for a, for a stoppage. But if you look at Bobby's record, it's mostly decision wins, you know, because he just pieces people up. He just doesn't have that awe-inspiring one-shot power. And Islam is, yeah, he got put out the one time. He's got a good chin. He's tough, so yeah. it's good. It's a good matchup. I really, and like I said before, I think that the UFC did a great job in fixing this when didn't you know Benil ended up you know having to pull out. I think they they did the best thing they could 
and bringing a good fight for Islam, one that people will enjoy watching. Yeah. I fought Bobby. Bobby yeah. doesn't, he doesn't have crack power. He doesn't have yeah. that like one crunch. Okay, and it's nothing against him. And no, like I said, if you guys go back and listen to a lot of our shows, every time Bobby's fought, I'm a I'm a freaking huge fan. Okay, what you guys got to remember, anyone that I've shared the cage with, okay, I've got a, nothing but respect for every single one of them. Doesn't matter. I you know Clay Guida and I had a little beef a little bit after we fought. You know, um, you know, because I thought I thought he he had. He had hair gel in his hair or hairspray or gel or whatever. Yeah, gel. And as we got sweaty, yeah, as we got sweaty, I thought he greased. And, you know, they made they made rule changes after that. After the, the Diego Sanchez, Nick Diaz fight, I think it was. And then my fight. They, they made changes. You can't have product and stuff in your hair. There's just things that happened during the times that we were coming up. We learned. But outside of the Clay Guida fight, there's not a single person that I've ever shared the cage with that I don't have a ton of respect for. And every time they fight, if they are still fighting, I will give them nothing but love. You know, and um, in this case and scenario, I've given you guys my honest opinion how Bobby Green has a chance and opportunity to win. And I give my honest opinion how I feel Islam has a, the opportunity and chance to win. Now, this comes with the era of it all. Islam is what, 29, maybe 30 years old, you know, and Bobby Green's 36 years old. Right around that time is when it's hard to get those wins against those young guys. Yeah, he's 30, you know, and so Islam is at peaking at his prime and Bobby is 35. Getting, That's what I thought. 35 for Bobby. Bobby's getting really, Bobby's been getting really good. He's continuously getting better. Um, <clears throat> he's a talented fighter. But when I fought Bobby and I've trained with Islam, I'm going to give the favor. And that has, there's no home where I'm going to give the favor in terms of, if each one can implement their game plan, they will win. That's the way this game goes. John, that, that doesn't matter who you are fighting. No. Bobby Green can keep this fight on the feet. His chances rise significantly. But it's still going to even be a close fight even on the feet. Yes. You know, and then if it hits the ground, it's going to be all Islam. Yes, I agree. I think it's going to be all Islam. That. So that hurts. Submission, yeah, in submission-wise, though, like submission and ground control and ground and pound, all of those situations and scenario I give to Islam once it hits the ground. So, all right, let's talk about the next fight because I think people are probably tired of hearing me talk about it. Ah, Misha Sirkinov against Wellington Terman. <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about Misha because you know I've known him since before he was in the UFC. Been watching him. You're talking about a dude just super strong, mm -hmm. just a beast. You know, at 185, he tends to, in my opinion, cut too much weight. Uh, Wellington. 25 is the perfect weight class for him. He's strong. He's got a good ground game. Uh, both of them have decent stand-up. This is going to end up being who is the guy that basically controls the clinch. This is going to end up mm -hmm. in the clinch. This is going to be, they're going to have to work off of the clinch for the takedowns and stuff. Uh, Misha's explosive, but he's open to be hit. And Wellington has the ability to do that, but it should be, a, you know, a well-matched fight. I just don't know which way it's going to go. Again, both have very good ground games. Both of them, you know, good submissions. I will tell you, Misha is just Donkey Kong strong. He is a <laughs> monster when it comes to the strength. He will overpower Wellington in the beginning. It'll, but it's you know after the first round, round and a half, it's gone. So we'll see. Yeah, I have a question. In the Priscilla, how do you say her last name? Cachoeira. Cachoeira. Okay. Cachoeira. Is she the one that was putting the fingers yes. in the eye? She's the eye gouger. She's going to be gouger. known 
known forever. I'm sorry. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just takes one thing like that to get you. Yep. You're like, oh, crap. She will be known as the eye gouger forever. She's talented. She's good. You know, she just made a mistake in that fight, and she just was gung-ho on trying to escape out of that and uh, pat the hands away, do whatever, but people are going to remember that for a long time. And I didn't, I mean, and then tons of people talked about it, not just, but all oh, the people yeah. that do podcasts. That's, that's because when you see someone that you can look at and say, they are openly cheating, openly trying to break the rules, do something that's just dirty, nasty. Everyone knows you can't do that to try to get out of something. It's like no one's going to like it. You're not going to have anybody, you know. Gillian Robertson had that choke, and she's reaching back there trying to stick her fingers or thumb in, in Jillian's eyes. No one's going to sit there and go, oh, you know, hey, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. I say that all the time. No, that's the kind of cheating. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, like grabbing the fence to keep yeah. your balance for a second and letting go. That's yes. a, that's kind of cheating we're talking that's about. That's cheating. <clears throat> okay. Um, and then Armand Saryukian, he had a Sarukian. good fight. He had a good fight against Islam a while back. You know, yep. um, he's I, tough on this dude. He's good he's everywhere. Good. He's got good takedown defense too. Yeah, he's good takedown defense. He's good on the feet. Got that barrel chested. He's just, <clears throat> he looks physically really strong. Extremely good fighter. Extremely good fighter. I don't know much yeah. about Joe Alvarez. So he's good. Is he? Yeah, he's he's darn he's a darn good fighter. But I at this point right now, to me, mm-hmm. look, Sarukian is he's got it all. He's got yeah. the ability to go in there and fight with anyone. I mean, his only loss is way early in his career. <clears throat> I know. Well, I'm sorry. He lost to Islam also. So he's got two losses early in his career. And then probably like, what, three years ago? Maybe four. He doesn't have a loss to Islam. No, you're on the wrong guy. That's why. You said Sarukian. What are are you doing? Petrosian. (laughs) Dave, you're 0 for 2 today, buddy. No, (laughs) Sarukian beat Islam, didn't he? No, he lost to him. That's, that's what I meant. You're lost still on the wrong. Oh, I, I screwed it up again. I mean, he he fought him, but he lost to him. Yes, yes. He, be, yeah. he lost to Islam. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was, but a, it, was but a, it was a good fight. It was a decision, right? Yeah, it was a decision, I believe. Yep. Oh, look at you. Yeah. finally pulled it up. Islam, yeah. Okay. Dave's, Dave's wow, Dave. Today. Dave's struggling you. today. Hey, it's also 4 a.m. <laughs> no, for me. No, it's not. It's 6 a.m. for you, you liar. It's not 4 a.m. for you. You can't see me yawning. That's 4 a.m. for me. It's not 4 a.m. for you. 6 a.m. That's like two hours more of good sleep. Oh, this guy. Two hours, man. What I wouldn't do for two hours. There you go. This guy. But you have a four-month-old kid and tell uh, me. Sur- Sarukian is the real deal, though. Excuses. He he can compete with anybody at this point. And so it's gonna be a tough one for Alvarez. I think that Sarukian is the definite favorite favorite in it. But Alvarez is good. You know, Joel Alvarez, he can fight. He's uh He's got a good ground game. He can stay with people on the ground. He likes to be in the stand-up. So, you know, he got that win. His, what, his last fight was against uh, Thiago, wasn't it? Moises? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked good. So against Moises. Yeah. He looked good. And so, mm-hmm. yep. boom, look at there. Um, is there any other fights on this uh, prelims that you want, you're interested in talking about? <sighs> what do we got? 
I always like watching Jen Yu fry stuff, but I, I I will tell you the one that I really think is going to be good is uh, you got Gregory Rodriguez against Armin Petrosian, the one that uh, Dave tried to bring up as Sarukian. <laughs> I I've enjoyed watching Rodriguez fight. He's a he's a gamer and he's tough as hell. He comes in there, he's got good stand up, he's got good ground, he's in shape, he's he's. He's been impressive. He came out of LFA and stuff, but man, I'll tell you what, the, the dude can fight, you know, and he's on a big win streak and he's won like his last five or six in a row. So, uh, I really, I think the guy's fun to watch. That, that should be a good matchup. Petrosian's tough too. I'm going to give a little love to Alejandro Perez, one of my teammates. So I got to give him go. some love too. He's extremely talented. He's fast. He's good. He's gotten better on the ground. <clears throat> He's got to get a little bit more comfortable on the feet. He likes to throw on the feet, but leaves himself out of position sometimes. But he's also he's also getting better on the in the wrestling department. Where he's been working with um, Carolyn Weston and uh, with her with her crew of uh, of um, wrestlers, wrestlers, young talented, yep, of wrestlers. And um, so he's he. I'm looking for him to make some good exchanges in terms of I don't know much about Jonathan Martinez, but I'm looking for him to you know kind of. Find his way. He's been kind of, you know, Javier was gone for a little bit. Then he was back. And then Turbo was around for a little bit. We call him Turbo. He was around for a little bit. He's so he's everywhere. But he was so good, you know. He's But we just, he seemed like he fell short, you know, a couple fights. C click on his. What was the one that, I think he lost to Uriah's kid. Uh, what was the Which one? Which one? his last name again? Uh, Perez. What was his name? You said he lost to you. Uh, yeah, oh, Yadong Song. Yadong Song. Yeah, yeah, he lost to Yadong Song, <clears throat> but then he got a win um, over uh, Eduardo. But he lost to Cody Stamen right before that as well. So look, he's talented. He's good. He's good everywhere. So I'm hoping that he's able to keep continue to make a good run. So he's he's just also such a nice guy, man. I've always got a lot of love and support for these young guys that were. You know that were kind of coming up when I was getting towards the end, and it's like they were such—they were just good, good guys. That's yes, because so, they treated you like a grandpa. They knew you were old. Because they knew I was old, they wouldn't hit me hard. <laughs> I love that. I, I love those, those ones. Guys. Those are the ones I talk positive about. The uh, ones that exactly. didn't hit me hard. <laughs> um, what other fights on here? Brahimage versus Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. I like Brahimage, man. Brahimage is tough. He's aggressive. He comes forward. He's just a, he's a good fighter. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know anything about I don't know anything about Gilmore though, John. That's why I said yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, but um look, that's going to wrap up our coverage for this and then uh look, we're going to be traveling to Ireland. So this week, that's why we're filming this at 4 in the morning, so we want to make sure you guys got a midweek show to listen to, so put some respect in the comments section, you guys. Put some respect on Put some on respect that. on that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but overall, I think uh, I'm excited to get to the Ireland, get to enjoy the hospitality of the Irish people. I love it over there. And um, when we come back, we will give you the full breakdowns of all of these fights. People keep saying in the comments, people are like, hey, you guys used to break down every single fight. And I'm like, you guys, there's a tons of promotions right now that are going on. You got PFL, yeah, well, you, you got you, one, what, you got a four hour show. Yeah, you got you got bare knuckle fighting. You've got UFC, Bellator. It's like, and then on top of the traveling, hey, we're doing the best we can. I just want to remind you guys that 
we're, I think we're the we're probably one of the only shows that cover all the promotions. <laughs> it's like I'm like, you guys are getting spoiled, man. You guys are getting really spoiled. Ah, uh, but Dave, I Can't feel watch like every you have fight. some. My wife will kill me. No, oh, man, it's it's oh, difficult. People people have no concept how many fights we watch. Oh, it's no great. concept. It's yeah. like you think you know because people watch them for entertainment, and they are. Mm-hmm. But there can be a point even for me. I love fighting. Nothing's better. Yeah. Even for me, it's like I don't want to watch another fight right now. <laughs> I don't want to watch away. another fight. Oh, I need a, I need a day to myself to not watch these fights. That's it's, it. Yeah, yeah I, I I got away for I I, didn't, I never got an eight a nine to five job because I didn't want to get stuck in this tedious type work. And then here we are watching fights hours after hours after hours. What, I'm like, it, and the other part is for me is I get I get things all the time from commissions or referees mm-hmm. or judges. Hey, John, will you watch this fight? Tell me what you think. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, okay. It's not even that, John. So, like we when we get home, we got to watch how our broadcast went. So I watch mm-hmm. our fights over again to see if there was anything that we could have changed in terms of the sequence. Because yeah. when you're doing, when you're filming, and you're yeah, as an you analyst, don't I don't know what the transitions were until you sit home and watch it. Because it doesn't, it makes sense to me because I know it in the, you know, in the layout that they give us. <clears throat> but you don't. I want to see how it all comes together. So you have to watch it on TV. Otherwise, it's all broken up. Like when they're when I'm talking, John's doing nothing. Okay. <laughs> Well, John's normally doing nothing. John's normally doing nothing. John's John's up at the desk, but there's there's stuff that, like I said, there's stuff that goes on in the in house. John can watch and listen to, whereas I can't because I'm the one in the middle of the fights, talking and filling time, and so um, and vice versa. When John's working, which is very you're rare, doing nothing. I'm doing nothing. I'm, I mean, I'm watching the fight. I'm watching the fight because I got to talk about it. But it's yeah. yeah, it's a back and forth scenario. A scenario. So I like to see how the how the broadcast all turns out. So you got to go back and you got to watch the fight, you know, yep. and figure out where you messed up or you didn't. Anyways. All right, Dave, I feel like you got some news for us. Let's go. Yeah. So let's bounce into the big announcement that was made for Bellator. Um, Pitbull versus, versus McKee too was uh, made official. Mm-hmm. And then we got the, uh, I don't know if you, if you already had the date for Nemkov and Anderson, but um, it's April 15th. Yes. Yeah. They're both the same night. Correct. Yes. Wow. Dave, you are sharp early in the morning, yeah. aren't you? Jeez. I feel <laughs> no. like we need to start filming at night again because uh, Dave is just know. not there in the morning. Uh, oh they've announced both of these fights. Oh, my God. They're on the same day. How about that? <laughs> Jeez, Dave. I never said they weren't. Well, just in case you didn't know the date of the Nemkov Anderson fight, you mean the same date as Patricio? I don't know if I don't know if it had. A, I don't know if this one had a date because we knew this one was happening. It was this was a guarantee, but the rematch was not a guarantee. It was just reported. Um, that was the point I was making. John, I'm I'm excited for the fight. I'm glad they announced it. Um, I'm glad they're both on the same card because they needed to come back to San Jose. It's on a Friday night in San Jose, which is going to be even harder to get more people to turn out to, but. Okay, I've but had, this is what I'm asking. I need people. You got to come out to the show because you got to prove to Scott Coker that he he can put a great card together, and you will respond by coming out on a Friday, not a Saturday, in the Bay Area. It's tough for him. He didn't want to do this. He wanted to put it on a Saturday. Yeah, the Bay Area is just tough, man. On a Friday night, the only thing that may save it is the fact that still a ton of people are working from home. But if they were if they were working in their prospective respective workplaces, 
I mean, you're stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. Doesn't matter yeah, where you work. Yep. So you got to go home, get changed, then get back while you're while it's still traffic time. No reason. Ooh. No reason to go home. Bring yeah. your clothes that you're going to change into. Change <laughs> it. Work right to the arena. Yeah, that's true. That is true. But I mean, a lot of people are still kind of working from home, so there might be a, a good opportunity, a good chance. Like, I mean, like don't get me wrong. Even on a Friday, they're still going to sell probably anywhere between, you know, three quarters of the tickets. Yeah. It's just going to be hard. They may even sell it out, but it doesn't mean people are going to come. You know, and this and look, this is going to be a stacked card. Aaron Pico's on this card as well. The rest of the card is stacked. Um, I haven't looked at the rest. I mean, but everyone keeps telling me the rest of the card. You were telling me the rest of the card is stacked as well. So I just know that Pico's on it. I know that there, there's also a little bit of buzz that Adam Piccolotti may be put back on this because he just had a good win over Georgie. And uh, he no damage really taken. So he may end up being on that card as well. So, look, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of good fight. Uh, Kyle Crutchmere's on this card in San Jose. He fights out of AK. So there, there's, there's going to be a lot of good fights on this card. I'm pumped for it. I'm excited to see exactly, you know, what the turnout is. You know, Friday nights on a, on a, in, the, in the Bay Area are not easy. It doesn't matter if you're in San Francisco. It doesn't matter if you're in San no. Jose. It doesn't matter. Just they're it's not tough. easy because of traffic. That's the biggest thing. But this is a, this is a John. Real Damn quick. bridges get busy. John, real quick, what does Patricio do differently in this fight? What is he? What what can he possibly do differently in this fight? Uh you know there wasn't. Let's be honest. The first fight didn't go that long, but if there was one thing that you could take away that you could see that immediately gave Patricio a problem was the speed and the size of AJ McKee, the length. And that it was just the combination of he's used to working against guys that are longer than him. But when all of a sudden this guy was way faster and he wasn't seeing the things coming because he didn't, he didn't even see the head kick coming. He didn't see the, you know, the setup on it. And so what I think he needs to do is he likes to control the center of the cage, march out to the center and make his opponent have to come into range. And when he comes into range, he explodes and does his thing he's not going to be able to do that with AJ that's not going to work for him AJ's too good at what he does and too good at controlling that distance with his speed because he's faster than Patricio so Patricio in this fight he needs to open up more that means that yes he can get caught again but he's going to have to he's going to have to be closing that distance and creating this dirty in the phone booth type of fight where the length and the speed is being negated by where it's taking place. He's got to make sure that the fight takes place in a range that he's taking away some of the advantages that AJ has. Yeah, I think in the first fight, which like you said, didn't go long, is the biggest mistake he made was he stayed right outside that range. Yeah, which sorry, when which, you're the guy that's the slower fighter and the shorter fighter is not good for you. And the one that doesn't have the biggest reach. That's the yep. thing. Like AJ's reach and his speed, he was able to jump in, land the head kick, and then jump in with slide the combination out. and slide out. He actually jumped out and jumped back in because yep. he, had, he had rocked Patricio. I think I think realistically what ha needs to happen is that Patricio needs to wrestle a little bit, I think, in the beginning. Like you said, fight him in a phone booth. Um, I think if he wrestles a little bit in the beginning to try to slow AJ down, but AJ still keeps that speed because he's so young. We saw with the um, Campos fight. Uh, we've seen he it still had a ton of speed in the second yeah. and the third round. He still had speed. Now, I think that this fight will go longer. He's just got to make sure he, he fights him a little bit more aggressively. I'm not saying leave himself out of position, 
but he's going to have to fight him a little bit more aggressive. He's going to have to take the center of the cage and try to push AJ around. I don't know how well AJ fights off of his back foot because we very rarely see it. You don't see it a lot. You know, and so what you've got to do is you got to get AJ to respect you right off the bat. Brian Moore. Brian Moore did it to him in the second round of their fight in Ireland when AJ started and he he got tired. Mm-hmm. And Brian Moore put him on his back foot, and then in the third round, AJ turned it around because he's that talented and that good. But, you know, you got to take a look. And if you're Patricio, go back to that Brian Moore fight. See what Brian Moore did as far as that pressure and how it caused AJ some problems. That's He's that's a, diff- your, he's a different fighter. Oh, now, no though. doubt about it. No yeah, doubt about he's it. a way different fighter. But I understand what you're saying. Because, look, <clears throat> when you take somebody that is used to living off their natural athletic ability as well as – they just understand how good they are and you make them fight going backwards. They're like, Hey, what's going on? They need to mentally switch it over, which he did against Brian Moore. Like you were talking about. Yep. He has the, uh, he has the ability to do that. And he's proven that, um, several times in the Campos fight, you know, he tore his knee, still was able to turn it over, got the end of getting the submission. I think in the third round, it's one of those fighters that he's not going to mentally break. You know, um, a lot of fighters we've seen where they hurt their knee or whatever, they just shut down. Well, and so he's just one of those guys. He'll he'll fight through it. He understands what the, what's at stake. Patricio needs to put him on his back foot. Needs to make him respect him by landing one or two hard shots right off the bat. If he can do that, I think it'll change the dynamic of this fight. Yeah. What about Nemkov and Anderson? How do you see that fight going? See, I, you and I look at this fight. I think completely different. I, I look at this fight as you know, it's first off, either guy can win. Corey Anderson is a stud. I love Corey. And his wrestling is good. His ground and pound is phenomenal. Very, very explosive on, from the top position with a lot of power. He's not going to just take Nemkov down. I, I do think that Nemkov is actually faster than him. They're both physically strong. Nemkov's a lot stronger than people give him credit for. And he, he maintains that speed throughout the fight as long as he is controlling the pace push him in the pace, put him on his back foot, and if Corey can put him on his back foot, he can create more problems for him. And so it's it's really that, in my opinion, who's able to dictate where this fight is going to be and at what pace and range it's going to be. That's the guy that's going to walk away with the win. Yeah, I think Corey's got to make sure he keeps his chin tucked because he likes oh, to throw yeah. that jab. He's got a really effective jab, but Nemkov is really good at coming around the, he throws the jab over that combination yep. just like Fedor used to. Yep. He throws that little loopy. I think Rich Franklin used to do it as well. They used to kind of yeah. just go around the guard. He does that. He turns with, the hand over with the that front knuckle coming over, yep. right over that jab. And so when you're fighting someone like that, he's got to make sure he keeps that chin tucked, you know, behind the shoulder. If he can do that, I think uh, I think Corey's got a good chance. And not just that. The wrestling's going to be a little bit more difficult, but we've seen with Nemkov. Sure, he's got good cardio. He's gotten better since, you know, fighting in, uh, was it Ryzen or whatever? Um yeah. Since fighting over there in terms of controlling his conditioning, not pushing, you know, he pushes the pace, but making sure that he rests when he needs to. But Corey Anderson's someone that just doesn't seem to get tired. Yeah. The longer this fight goes, the longer this fight goes, he will continue to push. Nemkov he wants it to be in overtime. Can. Yeah, he wants it. Yeah, you are right. He wants it to be in overtime. That overtime is the championship rounds. Nemkov is a stud for three rounds, even someone into the fourth round. But in that fourth round, if you're if you're able to push him around a little bit, you may see Nemkov fed a, a fade a little bit. This get this is one of those fights, man. Nemkov could knock him out. Nemkov could could take him down as well. Nemkov on top will do some work. 
Nemkov on the bottom is not going to be the easy person to take down or stay on top of. So it makes for a fun fight. Corey could knock him out. Yep. Corey could Corey could take Anything. him down. All these. Each All, guy yeah. could knock the other guy out. Each guy could actually submit the other guy. Each guy can be the dominant wrestler in this. It's You don't know, and that's what yeah. makes it such a great matchup. And that's it's why they're both in the match. finals. They're both that good. You, you know, if there's, if there's one thing I'm going to say, though, Nemkov has been in against guys that wrestle and wrestle better than Corey Anderson. Okay. And he's done well. So I'm not, that's why I'm saying I think the wrestling gets negated. It becomes mm -hmm. more of that stand up like you're talking about. Corey using mm -hmm. that long range and that jab and trying to get it to the ground. He's going to try. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. Um, if net, uh, I guess, look. Which guy would you rather see? Would you rather see fight Gegard Mousasi? <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. You just want to I, see, I always want to see Gegard fight the winner. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I would love that's to see it. Gegard fight either guy. So it's like, yeah. ah, if Gegard gets a win against Austin, you know, I would like to see that. If Gegard doesn't beat Austin, I don't think he should be fighting either one. No, of he guys. won't. Uh -uh. So, uh, all right. Uh, is there any more news? All right, let's. Let's go into this next story. Sticking with Bellator and four days removed from the uh, Korshkov fight. Uh, it's made official that Paul Daly and Korshkov will fight in London. Yep. Oh, look at goddamn Paul Daly. You are a man. That dude is just fucking made to be a fucking warrior. I love that guy. <laughs> He's fucking awesome. Oh, dude. All right. You got to say why you're saying Andre Korshkov is a fucking monster this guy is so good in the stand-up and so you know paul's got so much power i mean I, we said it before take a look at what happened in that last fight for andre and what he did with one shot one landed kick he broke five of chance rencounters ribs poked a hole in his lung bruised his kidney put him in the hospital with one spinning back kick you know this guy is explosive and has power, man. So when you can when you can watch him do that to somebody, and then go, I yeah, I'll take you from and because Paul's saying this is his retirement fight. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like I told you, like we talked about this the other day. Paul, right after that fight, Paul came out on his Instagram and was like, "I'll take that fight. Send me the <laughs> send me the contract." I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, oh shit. shit! This is what happens when you give." Korshkov a voice, John. See? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Good things yeah. happen, my man. Good you things need happen. To give me a voice. You yeah, don't give me great. voice. <laughs> we were in, we were in the fighter meet. If you guys didn't listen to the last show, we were in the fighter meetings. Korshkov says, "I was like, hey, how come you haven't called any of these people out? Well, you're kind of getting overlooked." He's like, "Oh, after wins, no voice. No one giving me voice." And so we were like, "All right, get a good good impressive win." He got the impressive win. He got God the voice. And gave, he talked. And then he got the fight he wanted. Paul Daly, you are a stud, my man. Because yes, he is. You, you announced that this is your retirement fight. This is not an easy retirement fight. And this is going to be one definitely for the fans. And I wish you guys both the best. I cannot wait to be there in the arena to watch this fight. I'm freaking pumped. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, all right. So, you guys, if you guys missed any of that, like if you guys make sure you guys tune in to watch that. If it is Paul Daly's last fight, but that fight should be the just an absolute bar burner. Sadly, it won't be five rounds though, John. Sadly, sadly, yeah, it won't be. It five will rounds. not because there is a championship fight that night, mm -hmm. so that that will be the main event. But I don't care. I still think yeah. you know, 
that's just you talk about explosiveness the ability to end a fight with one shot either guy come on that's that's what you want and they're gonna go they are you know paul's yeah, gonna set his feet he's gonna start yeah. throwing hard if he gets hurt he's done it too many times in the past i've watched him up close when i go i've seen all the air come out of him you hear it and instead of like trying to gain space and get some time nope paul daly bites down just grunts and starts throwing you go you're a bad dude man yeah. <laughs> i'd be crying right now well you saw it with hamasi when he fought hamasi oh yeah you know he got rocked got in trouble and then he came back and just started putting it on at the that was all in the first round started putting yep. it on hamasi at the end hamasi gassed himself out trying to finish daily then he came out in the second round just came after him and got him out of there i was like holy shit this was what a fight it reminded yeah. me of the nick diaz fight when he fought nick diaz the best it did best one round fight in, in history in the MMA yep. history uh, Dave, got anything else? <clears throat> Last one, um, and it's more fight speculation. Um, so Luke Rockhold made a comment um, basically indicating that he wants to return against Paulo Costa. He says, Paulo is a guy that I don't like and I think disrespects the sport and motivates me to fucking correct it. I think it's a fun fight. I think I can go show him the door. I mean, like, I, I'm not a big fan of this fight. Paulo's coming off of losses. Um, there's not a lot of hype around him. I love the Strickland fight. The Strickland fight to me is the fight to make. I don't know why he's calling out Paulo. I mean, like, I don't know. It just there's no reason to to fight him. He's not, he doesn't. And there's make no weight. reason if you're Sean Strickland to fight Luke. Ah, uh, well, they'd already matched. I know, I know, they but they'd already did. matched it up. They and did. what did Sean? Sean already went out and fought another fight against. I, Hermanson gets a yeah. win. Luke Rockhold is yeah. in the rearview mirror. I'm just being okay. honest. The UFC wants to see that fight, so it doesn't matter where the UFC. No matter, doesn't matter what Strickland says. He's already said yeah. he'll take the D. He, he already said he'll I'm take a, the D. I'm a, whatever I'm a company man, is. I'll suck that D. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. He'll take the this, D. This is true. It's just lips yeah. and butt, right? Lips and hips is what <laughs> he said. That's what. And lips is lips are lips and hips are hips. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Sean Strickland will take the D, let him take the D. Like, he's going to take the L probably against, I think, Luke. I think Luke gives him the L. I just, I, I, if which, I'm is why, which is why you, being the homer that you are, yeah. go, I don't like this fight against Paulo Costa. I like the Strickland fight because you know you think yeah. that your man in Luke Rockle has an advantage in getting a win against one over the other. Let me ask you this, John. The, yeah. the, what what Strickland has is Strickland beat a former champion. Has he beat a former? Yeah, champion? has he has is he it, beaten a former champion? No, I don't think so. No. So what do you mean? Like this is this is something. Where is Luke Rockhold? Luke Rockhold is ready. He's a former champion. Let's see you beat yeah. a former champion. Let's see if you can do it. Like with Paulo Costa, like he he's coming off two losses. And I, whether you call me a homer or not, I'm just I, I'm a very good matchmaker. How, by the way, excuse me, excuse me. How many losses is Luke coming off of? It's true, true. Time away though. Okay. Time yeah, away. Former time champion. Away. It, but there's one thing you can't take away from people is that the fact that he can say former champion. Oh That's no, it. no doubt about it. Yeah, and I think, yeah, three. Is it three? No, two. two. No, oh, you got a win in there against David Branch. Yeah. He had a loss before that too, or he yep, lost the title. He did. So he lost to Bisbing, he lost to Yo Romero, and he lost to Jan Blahovich when he went up to 205. So let, let me just let me break this back down. He lost to Bisbing, who was the champion, who actually beat a lot of other people after no, okay, he beat first off, Luke. First off, Bisbing wasn't the champion. 
Luke was, and Bisping had never been champion when he won that fight. In no, fact, Luke disrespected Luke disrespected Bisping like a you, motherfucker, saying that he didn't even belong in the cage with him. I, I, I can tell you he was that, in the John. back fucking just like, this ain't shit, I'm going to walk through him. John. Just being honest. I know. It you, was a you mindset. Said, I understand what you're saying. I didn't say he was the champion. Then I said he beat some other champions after he beat Luke. I said after that, he went on and he he, he won a couple more fights as the champion. Yes. That's what I said. Right. Oh, yes, you got you're right. You got a little hot and heavy. You got a little hot and heavy too fast, buddy. Hold on a second. I apologize. <laughs> there. There it is. I was like, bro, what, what are you doing? Why are you yelling at me right now? It was like, it was like I felt like we were getting a, uh, I was getting a text message all in caps. Where'd uh. <laughs> <laughs> go, fish? Um, David Branch, he had a, he had a win over David Branch. He didn't look good against David Branch though. Luke didn't. Remember, he got pieced up in the first round a little bit. Yeah. I was like, "What are but you doing?" But then he turned it on. He turned it around. I know he, he did. He did turn it around. I get it. Then he fought Yoel Romero. Bad matchup. Power, oh. explosiveness. And then he went up to Yon to fight Yon at two hundred five. Power, Which, if you, explosiveness. But the thing is, you look at it right. Yoel is one of those guys. that's a tough fight for everyone. Yoel is a tough fight for everyone. Yeah. So at that at that time, then you look at, at Yon. Time. Yon. Yeah, Yon became champion right after that. Yon, you know, he started to become yeah. champion. He made his run. Yon was a on a run. He was on a run. Yeah. So I'm not going to take anything away from Luke. Now, you're going to oh, tell me that Sean, Sean Strickland's fought someone as good as Yoel, someone as good as Yon? I'm not saying that he has fought the quality that Luke has, especially if you're going to look at those last five, six names. Luke's got it on him, no doubt about it, as far as who's got the the credentials and in, in better names. Luke is that's why he was champion. But when you're sitting there looking at this and going, you know, Paulo has got some names on his too. All right. Mm -hmm. He's got the, he's yeah. got the names like, and he's got to win against Yoel, mm -hmm. you know? And so he's got, you know, Johnny Hendricks and people like that on his resume also. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. got the, he's got the losses, the last couple, you know, especially the one to is, is didn't, you know, he just did not look good. And Izzy just, you know, took it to him. But, you look at this fight, I I don't think it's as bad as what you're thinking. I think, that, yes, Luke at times gets too much into being a stand-up guy because he's slick. He He's a technical fighter, and he, he's got beautiful kicks. He hides them well. He's got power on him, but his ground game is what made Luke Rockhold who he was. Mm -hmm. People underestimated Luke's ground Continuously, it's almost like it's almost like that Gegard Mousasi thing. They don't give him credit for being as good as he is. And Luke on the ground is good. That dude is phenomenal on the ground. And there's a huge difference between mm -hmm. his ground game and Paulo Costa's ground game. So if I look at this fight, I go, "This is not a bad fight for him." This I understand why he's calling him out. <clears throat> See, I'm I'm on your guy's side. I kind of like it. Yes, he can get knocked out by Paulo. He absolutely could. And if he decides to just keep this thing on the feet the whole time, that might just happen. But he has he can get knocked out clear... by Strickland, too. He can get knocked out by Strickland Absolutely. Also. But he has a clear path to victory against Paulo Costa. He's just got to make the fight go in that direction. Is he smart enough to do it? Yes. Will he do it? That I can't say because he's a stubborn, prideful some bitch. And he wants to prove I, things. I understand what you're saying, but I think, look, if you're Luke, knowing that you're the former champion, that people can make their name off of you, and if you want to have someone that you're going to jump right into title contention, 
he's not getting any younger. Paulo Costa is going the opposite way. Why are you calling him out? Pick out the guy who that you were scheduled to fight against Strickland. But this and, is the this is the fight. norm. But this is the norm for the UFC is they like to take guys that have one loss or two losses in a row, put them together so they get one of them back on the winning side. Strickland, yeah. Strickland's on a winning streak. He hasn't been beaten. And so mm -hmm. I just don't see them going back to that fight. I think Sean, I, I think I think Luke looks at the same way. Ah, uh, I don't know. I think put yourself in that Strickland fight because I think it's I think it's going to be a little bit easier to take Strickland down than it will be to take Paulo Costa down and hold him down. If you look at when Yoel Romero had a hard time getting uh Paulo Costa down and was having a hard time with the explosiveness and keeping him down. And so if I look at the fight, I look at if if Luke gets Strickland down, I'm sure he's going to have a hard time. I get it. But I think he beats him. I think he beats him on the ground. I think he's able to get him down, you know, once I or twice. I think he beats either be... guy on the ground. Yeah, it's, on the ground. It's if he decides to keep it in the stand-up, becomes well, a different scenario. The, but see, that's the thing to me also. I think even with Strickland, Strickland will walk forward, and except for in his last fight. He will walk forward and deliver shots. He'll leave himself out of position. Strickland was walking forward. Not in the last fight. Remember, he stayed a little bit more on the outside. No, in his last fight, it was wasn't a, it wasn't an exciting fight, John. You're right. He didn't march Hermanson down so much because Hermanson didn't throw a was lot right there. He didn't throw yeah, enough, didn't throw a lot. but he definitely got the win. No, I didn't say I didn't. I didn't say that. Don't 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 make me out to be the bad guy. Putting I'm words not making in my you mouth. out to be the bad guy. You just are the bad guy. There's a I, difference. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the gray in your beard. Everyone just thinks you're like Santa. It's not fair. It's not <laughs> fair. I might be like Santa anymore. Oh. All right, Dave, is there anything else for us? Nope, we're going to wrap it up. Right. Wrap. Make sure you guys go to wayneinpodcast.com, pick up some of our apparel. Our merch is available. We've got merch. new stuff for all of you guys. We've got uh, long sleeve shirts, hooded sweaters, coffee mugs, crew neck sweaters, which is the Dave thing. I continue to say that. All different types of colored thing. shirts. What would you say? It's a British, it's a British thing. British. The, the, the crew shirts are a British, British thing, people, but you're Scottish. Yeah, people love it. But you're Scottish. <laughs> yeah, Britain, Scotland. Yeah. Oh, that was not good. Ooh. We run, we run. <laughs> country, so, bro, you guys haven't run shit since William Wallace was around. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Paul Craig might be the the next closest thing for you guys. That's it. Oh, man. But we got long sleeve shirts. We got it all available in all different colors. You got maroon, gray, black, white, plus the coffee mug. We got a coffee mug in there. It says Wayne In. Make sure you guys check it out. It is at WayneInPodcast.com. There is no promo code. We are offering until March 1st. We are offering a discounted price for all of our merch until March 1st. Make sure you guys pick it up before then. And the price is going to go up shortly after. We want to pump you guys up. Hopefully, you guys pick it up. And if you guys pick something up, Post a picture of you guys wearing it. We would love to retweet it, repost it. I want to thank you guys so much. John? For everyone out there, go and have a great day. Do something good for somebody out there. Make their day special. And we at the Wing In Podcast, we'll see you.